tonight's episode of Board Chitless is sponsored by The Game Steward. The Game Steward is an online game store offering Kickstarter board games out of print and imported games at reasonable prices. It's time to play. Hello there, chitheads, and welcome again to another edition of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm joined by... Sam. And Tristan. And this week we've been playing Massive Darkness. And before we get into that, though, uh, let's go to Tristan for a quick Kickstarter update. Nice, Lecky. Yeah, these words. Nice Sieg. Straight into it. Um, Are you talking about Gloom of Killforth, by any chance? The game that I'm... Happen to have on Kickstarter right now with some expansions, specifically the reprints and the expansions. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, it's going really well. Thanks. It's uh, it's it's very gracious of you to mention that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's tootling along nicely, and uh, we're up against some gigantic names in the industry at the moment. Um, but luckily, one of those gigantic campaigns is coming to an end in about an hour. So. Uh, Hopefully, like the the seas will settle a little more once they've disappeared. But yeah, it's just been absolutely fantastic. We've we've overfunded, so I've sort of run out of superlatives to explain how great it feels and how good it is. But it is awesome. It's, it's a nice, healthy campaign, isn't it? What's yeah. the What's the next um, stretch goal that you're trying to smash? There's a couple on the horizon. The next one at the one forty mark will basically round out the entire game to everything that was originally submitted to um, the first publisher when I, when I was pitching the game years ago to try to get it made by actual production houses. So if and when we achieved that stretch goal, all of the backers who go for the encounter set will have the game as I've been playing it, as our playtesters have been playing it, which is pretty cool, pretty exciting. Nice. They'll have all the extra races and classes and encounters and everything else, so yeah. Sounds amazing. Um, and you're off to Essen next week as well. Yes. Well jealous. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's my first time, so I'm really nervous. And going it alone, um, we've got a few meetings and stuff lined up when I get there. But, um, yeah, I'm going to miss you guys, having you guys around the stand <laughs> to get, like, prop me up and like provide caffeine. Feed you. <laughs> and moral support. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit terrified. I'll, I will try and get something recorded while I'm out there um, and see if we can get like a mini podcast or something going nice so if you see tristan wandering the halls <laughs> looking lonely take pity on him and let him record you say things show him to the bar and or toilet <laughs> in that order So like I mentioned before, this week we've been playing Massive Darkness, the new game from Come On and Guillotine Games. Um, They're pretty well known for Zombicide, um, which is a miniature strategy game. And Massive Darkness is very similar of that ilk, a similar genre. So it's a game for one to six players. It's a dungeon exploration and strategy, strategy fighty. No, but... Little bit. It's quite. It's quite light. Um. Well, no. I think it's 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 moderately complex, isn't it? There is strategy there, and yet, well, as we discovered tonight, um, just rewinding a little bit, like you said, the guys who made Zombicide made this, and Dave's not with us tonight. Dave is the original Zombicide backer. He was uh, in it right from the the get go. I only really jumped into Zombicide with Black Plague because the theme, the fantasy medieval theme was more appealing to me and this is 
clearly sort of the next evolution of Zombicide. So now you get to play as one character rather than having to run a whole team. And it's um, it's their RPG, isn't it? It's their, it's their Diablo-type D&D, levelling up a hero, fighting yes. monsters, questing kind of thing. That's it, yeah. It's, it feels like a little bit more of a casual experience than a full D&D campaign. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was always nice because you just throw your tiles down, get all, all the minis ready. And, oh my uh, God, the minis. Yeah. The sea of. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, where you go. But it's all one shot done in the um, done in one night. There's a campaign element to this game that we didn't get into. No, we've kind of avoided the campaign. I've heard not well, well mixed things about it. Um, and I've been enjoying the, the, the single session version of the game. So I didn't, I wanted to make sure that you guys had that pure experience of the uh, of the single adventure experience first because that seems to be the most polished definitely uh, the campaign thing is something that the fans requested i think i think this is what happened they requested it during the campaign and then it was sort of stitched on afterwards and i think maybe the criticisms that i've heard is that that shows and the leveling up is sort of staggered deliberately yeah but you soon sort of become super powerful and then you just breeze through all the other adventures whereas i've found I mean, we're only on, we've played maybe four or five of the adventures and they're kind of a close run thing. I think in most of them, you get like quite a lot of treasure. That's probably one yeah. big thing. But tonight was our first. Yeah, it was our first. Um... Epic failure. It was close. <laughs> it was, it was quite close. Managed to defeat the final monster. So in Zombicide, you've got to uncover a couple of objectives. And then eventually you can get away and you escape and you've won. Um, with Massive Darkness, the there's like a big bad monster just protecting the exit. Well, that was this particular quest. Oh, just this particular quest, was it? Yeah, so, oh, so you do, they do have... Um, they are a little bit more of a mixed bag in this. Well, so far, anyway, I think. Um, which is nice because Zombicide is like, head for the X's, flip them over, and then run out the exit. I think there's a, there's a little bit of that. But this particular adventure we played tonight was the Goblin War Drums one. So basically, yeah. you're running through the dungeon, you've got the big boss at the end, you've got to kill him and escape, but the dungeon's collapsing, so each yeah. tile gets removed as you're moving through. So That begs the question then, did we lose the easy mode? Uh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's easy mode. I mean, you know, it's yeah, yeah. four or five. It was, it was, uh, it's quest number four after the intro. Cool. So, you know, it has picked up. Yeah. The difficulty's picked up a little bit, and you guys got thrown in at the deep end. I've played this, you know, with the family, and that's why I got to this one. I wanted to play one that I hadn't played, so I didn't know what we we're up against. Yeah. And we had a whole new mix of characters, which we picked whilst Sam wasn't here. Yeah. What did you think, Sam? Uh, I'm not convinced. Totally. Uh, I think it's sitting somewhere between Zombicide and Descent. Uh, in terms of the actual gameplay itself, the the leveling up campaign thing, like what we experienced, not the campaign game, the single play game. I thought it was quite cool getting the experience, getting more skills as you progressed. Uh, yeah, because you still do level up during the game, so yeah. uh, the the campaign just slows that down over a series of adventures. So I, I quite like that element of the game. You know, you the further you got through it, the more you skilled up and you were trading in your equipment and stuff. And you had that sort of time-sensitive issue of, do I waste time now to get better equipment? Because uh, I'll need it later on. But in ours, it was more of a race, so you had to run through. Uh, 
so there's some some cool stuff and obviously we've got a, a a sea of plastic on the table right now which it's the the minis are pretty good quality uh yeah i, I quite like the and there's and you uh, don't have to assemble them yeah pre, pre-assembled is always always great some of them do look a bit similar but we are looking at hundreds of minis right now so it's quite easy to yeah, to blur a little bit. Also, I don't paint, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, all it's just grey. Yeah, they're all in the random grey. It's yeah. It, looking at them, there's a lot of pointer hats and like sticking up swords and lances, and the like. The sculpts are great. There's a lot of detail in all of them, but unfortunately, when you're looking at it from the side, from the other end of like a four foot table, they all just kind of blur into one. So, unfortunately, you're going to be peeking a few times trying to work but, out the subtle but variations. This is also- all of the Kickstarter stuff, isn't it? It's not just the base game. This is everything. So there's a lot more. Yeah, went a lot more plastic on on all the things. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I said that I'm not wholly convinced by this, and I've only had this one experience yeah. of it. But it. What do you it, mean by you're not convinced? I don't think it offers enough over Zombie Side I... as a as a game. It's got a little bit of an enhancement, but it almost feels like, come on, they're just trying to sell a load of plastic. Uh, yeah, I see what you're coming at. I'm being very there. cynical with this, and but it's it does feel a little bit like that. But I think because I've played, you know, like a couple of hours, that's it. I've not got to experience any depth to this or any different play styles. It's just that one race through. So you know, I definitely have to try more. Yeah. To get proper. You, yeah, I don't feel like you're wrong, but at the same time, you're not I, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't a game like. Unless you're super into Zombicide and you want to see what Massive Darkness is all around, all about, sorry, you're not going to have Zombicide plus Massive Darkness. I think you're going to ditch one for the other. Um, there's a, some subtle variations in play styles and the way that the rules are managed. Um, are, there's not too much difference between them, but I feel like you're going to end up having a favourite. And I feel, given enough time, new players coming to it will probably get introduced to it through friends or whatever, and they'll pick which one they're going to buy and I, I can see this one being the better most probably yeah it's just i don't i i couldn't see necessarily why you'd have both sat on a shelf next to each other oh totally yeah short exposure to it that's yeah i can see it's a lot of copies of zombie side hitting ebay pre- pretty quickly <laughs> after this arrives but at the same time people just getting rid of massive darkness immediately because they're like mm, no zombie side was better it's just, I think it's going to come down to personal preference. Um, As an owner of both of them, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about this, Tristan? Um, I think they're actually quite different. I probably, I might be trying to internally justify having gone full in on Zombicide Green Horde as well. But uh, I I feel like they are very, not very different, I guess. You know, they are the same underlying rules and stuff. But here you've got the the dice with the symbols. You've got the bams and the diamond effects. You're tracking a lot more abilities and you can transmute your equipment so you you can sort of grow your character at your own pace if if you have the opportunity and the time to do that. You've got character skills. You can level up your hero. You only have to play as one hero rather than a team. You have a huge variety of monsters, mm-hmm. whereas in Zombicide you've got like three or four sort of main types and yeah. that's it. And you've got a lot of cool little details like when you meet a monster, the boss gets a treasure card that you slide under him and that gives him extra powers and stuff. And at first when I heard about that, I was like, okay, that's cool. That might be a bit of a gimmick. Let's see how it works. But actually, 
Sometimes it doesn't do anything, some, sometimes it does. But more often than that, you, you get a game changer and sometimes you'll come up against a, like a goblin and you're like, oh, okay, we can take him out. Oh no, he's wearing impossible to beat plate armor. <laughs> We're absolutely screwed. So we need to scurry and find treasure and, and level up and take him out. And it really sort of mixes the game up. And there's a, there's a lot for me to really enjoy in this. There's a lot of sort of scaled back D&D type dungeon crawl adventure stuff in here. For me, the biggest... Um, probably way to improve it would be more events and more encounter cards and things like that because at the moment there's a very very thin deck of events that happen at, at the end of every round so you soon get used to them i mean you guys probably don't you know after one play but i've seen quite a few of them and so once the surprise goes on those and the way that the rooms are laid out which is an even thinner deck um you're like okay so there's gonna be three chests one bad guy then a blank space with two chests and you sort of get this repetitive layout. But for me, those are those are minor gripes. This does sit, you mentioned Descent earlier, it does sit sort of maybe more like on a more basic level than Descent. That's what I say, sort of between Zombicide and Descent. Yeah. I think it sits yeah, between those two. Probably a fair assessment, I'd say. But I do think I prefer, I'm not a massive fan of the adversarial to one versus four sort of aspect of Descent. I know we've not really played the co-op version that much, but I love that this, you can just sort of throw it together and jump in and you don't have to say, right, I'm going to be the overlord for 25 adventures against you guys. And, <laughs> you know, the enmity is going to build over months and months. You just all in it together, like in Zombicide, you know, it's a big fun romp through a dungeon. So the way you've been describing it, you do, maybe it's because it's shiny, but this, from the, what you're saying, it does seem that this is an improvement on Zombicide quite significantly. Well, I think it's more complex. I think it's a deeper experience. I, I, if I was pulling this out to play with the little one, I would probably air towards Zombicide just because it's easier to set up, easier to get back into. You hardly have to remember the rules. There was a, before you got here, me and Lecky were setting up and it took me about half an hour to sort of go over counter-attacking yeah. and like the sort of line of, like remembering their version of line of sight for this which differs slightly from Zombicide. Yeah. So there's all these little niggly things that you have to remember that remind you it's actually a little bit more complex than you perhaps thought. Um, but once you've processed that, once you've passed it and played it a couple of times, I think it does have a, a richer, deeper experience than yeah. Zombicide. Yeah, I think the skill tree is a really nice touch. Yeah. So with Zombicide, you just kill stuff and then very quickly you unlock an abilities and you're leveling up and everyone's kind of being like dragged up. Um, with Massive Darkness... You need more XP to unlock um, each skill, but then you can choose which which skill. So you start off in the lower levels, um, and being able to like add an extra hit point, or you can add an extra ability, or a, you get an extra um, like hit with a sword dice, which I thought was really cool because that kind of like tempered how much you were leveling up by, yeah. and you couldn't just rely on that. Um, and I feel like they've kind of zombicides like minor gripe of the barbarian um, sort of player is always going to run ahead and level everyone up ahead of what they need to be. So everyone's getting killed by monsters that are far too powerful for them, except for this one character. Yeah. Whereas that's been sorted out by the level um, being dictated by the particular zone that we were in at the time. So as you progress forward, you're making it harder for yourself trying to get to the end. Is that the same in every um, quest? So far from what I've experienced, the characters seem to be a lot more balanced than in Zombicide. Like the, the extra heroes... In Zombicide, and I'm talking about Zombicide Black Plague. I should probably oh, of course, yes, yeah, um, so 
because I've not actually played the modern version, which Dave says is rubbish, but I didn't say that. Um, but compared to Zombieside Black Plague, the extra characters in that like vary wildly. You can start with a character that's able to kill abominations from the outset, which are like the big bad guys. So if you take out that major threat straight away from turn one, you know, it's a complete game changer compared to playing with the characters that are included in the basic game. Whereas in Massive Darkness, throughout that mission just tonight, that one adventure, there were times where Sam's elf character was doing insanely awesome, cool things and like clearing a room. And then uh, my barbarian character died, but then your your sorcerer, Lecky sorcerer, yes. suddenly brought me back to life. And, and it felt like they all had different, cool, interesting and roughly equal abilities. Yeah. Um, whereas in Zombieside Black Plague, it can you you could be on red, you know, an invincible superhero. Whereas I'm still faffing about on blue, like the lowest level, still struggling to open doors. <laughs> and and in this, of course, you just have to spend an action to open a door. Whereas in Zombieside, you have to roll. And so I think there's been a lot of sort of tightening of the nuts and screws and parts to make it a bit more streamlined. And in other ways, they've added more complexity. So I don't know. I'm, I'm currently very happy with it. Yeah. The variety, and I'm, I'm still looking at the plastic here. We've got, <laughs> so we've got everything. You, you know. can't not see it. No. <laughs> um, and the variety of bosses is insane. And they do feel different when you come across different cards, different enemies, different monsters. They get a different set of abilities, and each one is a surprise. And I don't think we probably never see you know, the, the complete combination of stuff that's in there. Yeah. Some of those big monsters just look absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> there's a good, uh, there's some good like four inch sculpts like knocking about. There's like sizable minis. Ogre, spear maiden. Spartan. This, <laughs> this makes Ogre Spartan. This excellent radio. Just picking up a mini and looking <laughs> yeah, at it Sam's and just describing what you giant see. Um, it's a very pretty but, miniature. But if, you, if <laughs> you're in, pretty. Yeah, if you're into your minis, you should, and painting thereof, you should definitely check out um, Massive Darkness online and see see what all the fuss is about from that point of view because we're not we can try all night but we're not going to be able to describe in <laughs> any any level of detail how gorgeous they actually look. The tiles look cool as well. I like yeah. the art on the tiles. Well, the same as Zombie Side really, but um, yeah, it's just enough sort of chrome to give you that nice dungeon crawl fix. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm speaking a lot here. I'm, Lucky, I'm, what did you think? I, I agree. Like the artwork's really nice. It feels a lot like Zombie Side with like you know almost like the cel shaded graphics in it. Um, the tiles are really warm. I really like the idea of light versus darkness. So Did you think that came into it much? Because all, all the time. Yeah. Um, a lot of the darkness. Um, so you, basically, sorry, effects, just quickly. Yeah. So you, if you're in it, if you're in darkness, if your character's in darkness, they get extra abilities, right? Like they're hiding. That's right. Yeah. So you get a lot of added effects. So, for example, my um, sorcerer was in darkness, and that meant that whenever he got a um, basically a six, so the little explosion icon on the dice, whenever that happened, he could roll an extra yellow sword dice and affect wounds for every single sword that came up. So because his attacks were quite weak being like low-level magic, I might only roll one hit, which would be quite pants against the regular monster. But if I got the boon, then it meant I might roll a two or a three, and all of a sudden I'll be doing three health against this big monster and it'll kill it. So it's really good, like spectacular feel good moment. Um, I think Sam was your ability. You got three hits if you rolled blanks, or yeah, it was it was an extra damage uh, every time I rolled a blank, and it was a bit easier for me to use the shadow spaces because I was 
a ranged attacker. Yeah. So I could stand further away and make use of those spaces, which, whereas like uh, you just knew you were a, a melee attacker, so it... Going on the Barbarian, Yeah, basically. so... The, whether you were in light or darkness was dependent on where the monsters were at the time. You couldn't... And they were always in the light. Yeah. Much, yeah. <laughs> but you couldn't use that to your benefit as much as I could. I could just stand a space further back yeah. or a space closer. And yeah. I suppose make, you had that nippy ability as well, didn't but you? I suppose you could, always, you could always try and withdraw yeah. <laughs> and let them lead onto you and then use it in the next turn, I suppose. But then you're well, inviting this, them This particular mission, again. we didn't have the time to because you no. had that rolling boulder, temple collapsing type thing where all the tiles were disappearing <laughs> yeah. behind us. But they're never really negative effects, were they? It was like, it's all in the theme of we're going dungeon exploring and you're going to get the jump on the enemy by being in the dark, which was quite cool. Um, and I think it just gave it a little extra nuance of having to think about where you were on the map and trying to move to take advantage of that. Most of the time you didn't because you stood in the doorway, but occasionally it worked out pretty well. So the actual finale of this particular mission came right down to the wire, right? We had one turn left to take out the big bad guy and then escape before the final room collapsed. Um, and we collapsed. <laughs> we, we hit this rat bully, appropriately named Rattling Bully, I think it was. Uh, we, we hit him with everything we had. And um, uh, well, you guys did. I just <laughs> you were arrows still... bounced off him. <laughs> so well, I was going to ask you about this, Sam, because you were still using a level one bow at this point whilst we were fighting a level four boss. Yeah, was that was that a frustration then? It was because I'd picked up so much equipment. Yeah, and I was transmuting it to level it up, so training three for one of a higher level, and I kept doing that. But every time I did it, I was not getting any ranged weapons. You were just parceling it all up. So I'd, yeah. get in, I'd get a higher level sword, so I'd have to pass it on to someone else or a higher level uh, staff. You, you didn't have to pass it on. That was just no. out of the goodness of your heart. So. It wasn't just that, but the... <laughs> there was some minor manipulation on my part. <laughs> Got to be honest but with you. It was my, my skill tree. The level up that I was getting was for ranged attacks. Yeah. So I wasn't able to use those rerolls with a sword. So it was kind of... I was trying to get better stuff. And it wasn't happening, so I was passing off stuff that helped your guys out more. Yeah. And then still running around with a level one bow. Yeah, it got a bit frustrating. It would be, I suppose it would be kind of cool to maybe pick, <laughs> you know, a higher level thing you could have. Yeah. Uh, piece of equipment, but... Not overpowered at yeah. all. Exactly, I get that. It's that sort of trading, but you guys ended up with some quite cool equipment towards the end. Yeah, a lot of it just, the... I didn't, so I think it was a bit just luck. Yeah, a lot of the monster loot, so the... With the monsters, when you draw the monster, that you draw a treasure of their level. So you go into a level three room, you come up against level three monsters, you get a level three treasure. A lot of those treasures were like either melee or armor or magical. And unfortunately, Sam wasn't getting much luck with picking up, you know, a decent crossbow or anything like that. And the same with the items. They feel you kind of hard done by by that. I think I think that was just a luck thing, as I said. Oh, totally. Yeah, because we had some cool plate armor, a couple of nice swords, some. Magical orbs and things and flying around. Every item you picked up seemed to be magic or in potions. some way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had some nice gloves. Yeah. <laughs> they were lovely. But tra transmuting didn't seem to be enough. So with trans the transmutation mechanic, um, you spend an action and then trade up, don't you? Yeah, you chuck uh, three items to get one a higher level, basically. Yeah, yeah and I think um, Tristan mentioned earlier when we had a, like, a quick debrief before we started recording that we spent most of our time looting the lower level rooms when really we should have just postponed that run to the higher level rooms and then looted those, yeah. which probably might have been a better idea. I mean, we would have got absolutely mullered by the monsters thinking back on it, but 
Yeah, because there must be a midway to wrap up the the finale story. Basically, we had oh, this yeah. boss, didn't we? <laughs> and um, I was headbutting him at that point. <laughs> we were on the, the final round of the game, um, and I think you used like a blood packed sort of yeah, ability to my emo sorcerer could <laughs> harm him by harming himself. <laughs> so self harm and I actual harm. Literally hid in the dark and cut myself, which. <laughs> Gave him wounds, so I'm going to choose voodoo <laughs> as the uh, as the mechanic there, um, and we managed to just chip him away one by one. After you did a, quite a big burst of damage earlier on, and uh, managed to kill him, but then the cavern yeah. fell in on us. It was literally it was a pyrrhic victory. We took him out, yes. and then the the whole thing collapsed on our heads. Thematically, he was holding the roof up with one hand. <laughs> the, the bards will forever be singing songs of our victory. Completely. Well, speaking of thematically, what did you think of the introductory flavour text, Lecky? I felt like it was quite tongue in cheek um, and almost written by formula. So it was uh, adventurers moving on to a quest here, goblin wardrums, and choose to investigate. Should we just read it out? You can go for it. I mean, here be spoilers. So <laughs> oh, yeah. just tune out if you don't want to hear the, the flavour text from Quest 4 Goblin Wardrums. Goblin drums can be heard in the distance as your party travels to another quest. These war drums give away an unusual concentration of dark forces. Maybe you should pay them a visit and make sure they won't bother anyone anymore. Did anyone else notice debris falling from the ceiling every time these drums sound? That's it. There we go. <laughs> There's your quest. Yeah, but job insert done. caption yeah. here. Yeah, do you know what? It's succinct, right? Exactly. <laughs> Do you think there'll be there'll be more storylines and plots coming through? Do you think there'll be expansion material for these games? Uh? There's an expansion in here, actually, <laughs> that we've not got to yet, that came with it. Um, but I think, come on, we'll, we'll roll with this, definitely. There'll be a Massive Darkness 2 next year. There's got yeah. to be. It was huge. And it's another excuse for them to just roll out tons of plastic. Like, yeah, they could do Massive Darkness to... 2 Green Horde. <laughs> <laughs> Black Plague. Massive Darkness. Ginormous Darkness. <laughs> You won't believe how much darkness. <laughs> um, speaking of which, did you? How did you find the tie-in, the Kickstarter tie-ins with the Zombie Side Green Horde, the Black Plague, sorry, um, characters and monsters? There's a few uh, nods, isn't there? That's right. Yeah, you could pick up a little a pack of cards, basically that allowed you to use a couple of Zombie Side heroes in Massive Darkness and chuck zombies into Massive Darkness as well. And I, I thought it was a nice little tie-in, actually. I had, I'm not sure I'd ever go and root out the zombie side box to pull out the zombie figures and to get those heroes. But you can just... I've shuffled all the cards in. You know, we just proxy them out just because I don't have anywhere to display them all at once. Uh, but no, I think it's a nice touch. And it was... I think it was a Kickstarter exclusive as well, which I don't normally um, go for. But, you know, it's it was sort of a bit of fan service. If you've got one and you've got the other, you can mix the two and get a little bit of a bonus nice i could tell the um, ninja pup was quite excited to see all the minis out on the table have you managed to have a game with him yeah no we've, we've played it a couple of times with the little one and um yeah he loves it in fact he seen it tonight he wanted to join in didn't he but it was a little bit past his bedtime well there we have it massive darkness a pretty positive fist forts and from us too oh yeah totally and then Sam's Sam's not not sold first time but i think um I've not played the zombie side as much as you guys have, so I've not got that full immersion with that yet. Uh, so I think it's one of those with a bit of exposure. I'll probably get a bit more love for it. 
uh, and see a bit more of the uh, varied the game styles and varied missions. For yeah. a big mini monster mash, how does it compare to Fire Team Zero, which I know you do like? I prefer Fire Team Zero a long way. I think, uh, yeah, it just seems cooler. I do prefer the leveling up element of this, the getting extra skills and stuff. But I think Fire Team Zero, it feels just a little bit cooler. Just, I think the theme. Is it because you got guns? I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. I think the theme just feels a bit cooler. It took us a similar amount of time to play um, Massive Darkness as it did to play Fire Team Zero. But I think I think Sam's right. Yeah, it just felt like a bigger game somehow. I think a lot of Fire it might Team be, Zero felt like the Fire Team. Game. Yeah, um, I think it might, might be down to the writing. It's just like I really like all the yeah, flavor, the story. Yeah, the characters were cool. The little quips and stuff. Uh, and it was a bit better than the intro to that mission. <laughs> well, there we have it. If you own Fireteam Zero or Zombicide, don't bother with Massive Darkness. <laughs> or just away. don't listen to me. <laughs> That's probably the safer option, to be honest. <laughs> Sound advice, as always, from Sam. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us again for another episode of Board Chitless. We'll be back next week with more post-game debriefs. Ooh, sounds weird. Bye. <laughs> Debrief me. <laughs> Debrief yourself. Here's some gloves. <laughs>